What if you could relive the best day of the year? It's Christmas again! And again, and again, and again. It's like the Christmas episode of the Twilight Zone. You like Bill Murray and Groundhog Day? Robert Hayes, Bess Armstrong, Christmas every day, tomorrow afternoon at 3, 2 Central on Fox Family Channel. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheMainDamie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Fives Nation. You can find them at GBNation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hello. You guys remember, and this movie, which we'll get into in a second... Reminded me of all those, like, basic cable, like, ABC Family movies that just felt like somebody's, like, spec script that they gave to become a writer. It was, like, based on another movie. Like, oh, this is my version of this. And then it just ends up as, like, the ABC Family movie. I used to watch a lot of ABC Family movies. I think it was, like, a punishment for me. (laughs) I guess it was my mom's way of punishing me without actually punishing me. Because I wanted to watch, like, Ren and Stimpy and all that stuff. Like, I had to sit down and watch these movies. <laughs> and, and they were, like, the very sanitized version of sure. PG-13 and R-rated movies. And I'm sure my mom thought she was doing me a favor. Like, oh, you know, he's going to grow up well-adjusted and kind. Like, nope. That just they ruined things. <laughs> the exact opposite. It did the exact opposite. <laughs> Before we get into this week's movie, guys, what have you been watching in the past two days since we last recorded? <laughs> yeah, it, it was a quick turnaround this time. Even though it was a quick turnaround, I watched the entirety of the Pirates of the Caribbean series. And that's a series where it starts out like, oh, man, I forgot how good these movies are. And then it just slowly dwindles into why do they keep making these movies? And each one is worse than the last. So you watched past the original trilogy? Yes, I watched Black Pearl... Dead Man's Chest, at World's, at World's End. End. Right, and then it kind of kicks off a new thing, a new, They, I guess they were trying to make a new trilogy. Yeah. And they quickly realized that, yeah, that's not going to work because they immediately bring back Orlando Bloom for the sixth movie. Oh, they did which, six. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they did, no, five, right? Five. Because right, it's World's End, then Stranger Tides, then... Dead Men Tell No Tale. Mm-hmm. Right. So if for the fifth movie, they bring back kind of like everybody because they realized, yeah, we we need Orlando Bloom in this bitch. I guess Stranger Tides didn't do as well as they had hoped. So I watched those. And then I made a huge mistake in watching Basic Instinct. First time I had ever watched it. And it was a huge mistake because I chose to watch it with my wife. And I didn't realize how raunchy that movie is <laughs> and it's it's not like either of us are prudes or anything but i feel like you have to kind of go into a movie expecting it to be a certain way right or, yeah and we didn't really know it was going to be th- i mean obviously it has that famous shot mm. of sharon stone uh uncrossing her legs and newman just kind of going in for the look mm-hmm. for a closer look but i didn't really like the first scene 
you see full frontal, like you see you see boobies, and that's not the last time you see boobies. Uh, it's yeah. quite a lot. Or, or was it the right choice to watch it with your wife? Uh, no, it uh, <laughs> it's very awkward. It's very awkward because then it it, it makes me look like a perv. Because because I have to explain. I've never seen this movie, and I just get that look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do you think was happening tonight? putting on this movie <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i'm going to bed enjoy watching your porn it's like and you're like no believe me if we were gonna watch porn we were gonna watch porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah i would go all out i i wouldn't have put on this but i think it could have been a much better movie too because like sharon stone is actually really good in it yeah even when she's clothed she's really good in it <laughs> and i mean michael douglas is over the top crazy it had some decent performances in it. It's just the, the movie is so up its own ass with trying to confuse you. Did she do it? Did she not do it? Like, we basically know she did it. Spoiler alert. From the moment, like, all right, you see her naked and then you see her naked again. Like, well, obviously it was her. So right. I don't know what kind of <laughs> trick you're trying to pull here, movie. <laughs> I don't I think I've ever actually seen it. If you do, don't watch it with your wife. <laughs> or that's do you yeah maybe do maybe that's what you guys you know not saying you and lynn yeah we're not just king shame here yeah so. just if for the <laughs> listener out there if you if if that's your idea go for it i hope it works out for you it just didn't work out for me mark are you talking about the niche fetish of watching sexy movies with your wife <laughs> yeah yeah everything's a fetish Ant. anything you can think of could be a fetish. man that's a kink crazy perverts maybe this is what (laughs) vince vaughn and reese witherspoon did prior to going out in uh four christmases yeah all right we're gonna watch basic instinct then we're gonna go to a bar i'm gonna pretend to not know you and then we're gonna bang in the bathroom yeah that's how it starts the gateway drug that's what basic instinct is a gateway drug that old chestnut and i figured out through our conversation dan that i've probably seen fatal attraction and thought it was basic instinct in my head they're somewhat similar from what we've been talking about. It's Michael Douglas falling for a crazy woman. It's just a different title. Yeah, because outside of the famous scene you mentioned, I don't remember any of the stuff you're describing occurring. So I must have been uh, fatal attraction. It's basically sex, murder, Michael <laughs> Douglas going crazy, sex, 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 murder, sex, 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 more murder. And then that's the end. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Madonna have a movie that's very similar to this? Uh, Body of Evidence. Body of Oh man, that was right off the top that of your dome. That was really uh, good. I, I'll say this. Uh, how did this get made? How did this get made? Yeah, yeah I, I think I remember that. Uh, what did you watch this week, there, Marcus? So I watched the second half of Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides with one Daniel Aquino. No, that's <laughs> right. You were here. That, yeah, we. You were over the house. Walked in and was like, "Is that Penelope Cruz?" <laughs> And then we sat down and watched Penelope <laughs> Watched the end of it. But the, the odd thing that I put on this week, and I don't even know why I put it on, I watched up to the intermission of Hamilton. For reasons I can't tell you, I just put it on in the background. And I realized, thinking about that show, I understand why most people are obsessed with it, because it's one of those things where they only watch the first half, which is the good half of it, and not the second half of it, which is kind of slow and only has a couple good songs. That was that was my random watch of the week. Didn't have much time to sit down and watch any uh, Christmas movies outside of the one we did here. But yeah, yeah, probably gonna have more for you next week. Okay, yeah, for me, not much. As we said, it's been two days since our last uh, record. But I watched Christmas Vacation and half of movie we I watched for the first time, and I have questions. It's called The Family Stone, which 
pretends it's a Christmas movie, and it contains some of the least likable characters, and we just did four Christmases. So, yeah, I hate this movie. I don't know how it ends. I've got like an, a half hour left, but I'm sure any of the redemption that happens is not earned whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Watch The Undoing, which is a TV show on HBO Max that ended. Watching, oh, A Teacher. You guys have heard about A Teacher? Oh, is that the um, Kate Mara? It's Kate Mara. She plays a teacher that's fucking her student. And, man, all I do while watching that show is just yelling at these characters for the decisions they're making. Because, obviously, the whole conceit of this show is a big question mark of a a thing to do. But, yeah, watching that show, too, pisses me off. Is it going to be good? It's fine. It's weird because it's like a half hour drama, which you never see too much of. So it's like you start watching the show and then it's over before you know it. But I, I don't know if I could take an hour of it, to be honest with you. So it's fine. It's good. She's good in it. But just hateable characters all over all over the place. Just dislike. Unlike. <laughs> if there was a thumb down option, you'd give it the thumbs down. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Just unsavory. So that's it. That's what we've watched this week. But this week was Mark's week. So, Mark, you want to introduce this week's movie? Yeah, so I chose a movie, Christmas Every Day. Essentially, I had a few things I was tossing up in the air, and then Ant said, hey, there's this movie that was an ABC or the Family Channel made-for-TV movie from the mid-'90s. Do you want to check that out? And I'm like, oh, definitely, because it's got to be some kind of either really cheesy or, or way too sentimental to the point that we can pick it apart and... I wasn't disappointed. I was a little nervous early on. I'll say that. But it picks up at a certain point, And I was cackling out loud while watching it. Because it's just the stupid acting choices of the kid in this movie for multiple parts. But yeah, it, it was a very fine movie. You know, good rolls right in that wheelhouse of, of those type of Christmas movies. You know, the ones that are more family oriented than, than some of your Hallmark Christmas movies, which are more like young professional, young adult, more storyline. So I was glad that we watched it. I was glad that we chose it. Still don't know if my Randy Travis Christmas movie is any good, but this one was definitely a better choice than we do. Okay. Dan, where are you coming from? I've never seen it. I loved this movie <laughs> because there's one line in it that's, it's probably the greatest Christmas line ever in, in any Christmas movie. It's it's beautiful. And it was well said. It, was, it just, oh, it, it hit me deep <laughs> in the feels. I love that. <laughs> They got Robert Hayes to be in this <laughs> yeah. movie as the dad, who That's is really in good. probably one of the best parody movies ever. Yep. That's great. I love it's just like blatant ripoff of Groundhog's Day. Man, it's just the, the kid is such he's such an over actor. Eric Von Detten. Uh, is such yeah, you guys o- keep calling him the kid. Get, yeah. Put some respect on the name. Yeah, Eric no, Von like, Detten. Listen, listen, EVD. <laughs> I respect, man. He He killed it in this. It's great. I don't know what to make of this movie, honestly, but I enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of laughs in it. I'm sure that's are, what they were aiming for. They wanted to make Dan Aquino laugh. Yeah, are, are you going to reveal the line or wait until it comes up on the plot? Oh, I figured, you know, we wait. But OK, OK, we'll know, tease. Make people listen later in. I hear that. Right. Yeah, we're teasing, right? Coming up in the next <laughs> half hour. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Yeah, yeah it was interesting. I like this movie. So I believe I watched this the first year it came out, in back all the way back in 1996. And I love this movie. It's so cheesy. Yep. And yeah, it is a blatant ripoff of, of Groundhog Day. But it's a movie that I'm on multiple occasions I've gone on to YouTube to find. 
just know that it's because that's how we watched it. We watched a YouTube clip. It is there for free if you could find it, but it should be pretty simple. Yeah, it's a nostalgia factor. It just reminds me of when the Family Channel's 25 Days of Christmas was good and yes. showed good stuff and not just the Harry Potter movies and every Elf. weekend and the same four movies that they just put on rotation for every day back when they'd show they'd show Little Drummer Boy book one and book two. They'd show Jack <laughs> Frost. They'd show Dolly Parton's Unlikely Angel. <laughs> just a whole bunch of great shit. What was good about the version that we watched was that in the bottom right-hand corner, it would constantly remind you, like, oh, ABC's 25 Days of Christmas, and, like, Santa would pop up. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. It was a little (laughs) later viewing, because they would show promos for Chronicles of Narnia, which wasn't out in 1996. That's right. Yes. They did show that. And up next was Home Alone 3. Yep. And, like... (laughs) Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. Remember that one? That was a Rankin-Bass one. I remember that <laughs> one, yeah. That was good. The cartoon, Twas the Night Before Christmas with the mice. Did they... I'm sure they showed the snowman. That old... Oh, the snowman. Based, yeah, right? the, British, the British cartoon, right? Yeah. I'm sure they showed that at one point. Like, You don't see those anymore. Nope. Yeah, no. you, they just keep giving you the same... Like you said, the same movies over and over again. And like, yep. it's cool for a day. Yep. And then you're like, like, all right, give me some variety. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to look it up right now. 25 days. What's the 25 days of Christmas this year? 2020. Because we have some time. Freeform's 25 days of Christmas 2020 lineup. Going to get a whole lot of Home Alone, I guess. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Disney's Christmas Carol. Miracle Girl on 34th Street, 1994. Home Alone. Home Alone 2. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas from 2000. Deck the Halls. And then Wednesday, they play the same movies again. Ugh. I guess Home Alone 2 doesn't really fall into that category that we had to do with the Arnold movies when he was governor. You know, Trump's in Home Alone 2. They, like, really couldn't put his stuff on TV at certain times. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's some FCC thing, I, I believe. Oh, where I his, his opponent stuff would have... Yeah, his, his opponent would need to have stuff on TV as well. I actually <sighs> don't think that exists anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that'll explain it. Yeah, it was a thing. It was one of the elections, either 04 or 08. I remember SNL had to have both candidates mm-hmm. on the show. Couldn't just be one of them show up. Oh, yes, yeah, because then it have... promotes favoritism. Yeah. You yeah. had to have equal time for each candidate. Interesting. Yeah. There were people who baffingly, baffingly? Baff- I don't think that's a word. <laughs> baffingly. I, now, now you got yeah. me not being able to say yeah. it. Who, strangely, <laughs> there are people who strangely think that Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone. That's Did you know crazy. this? Is look, I love both movies. Sure, but first one is superior. Yeah, and the second one is just a, a a carbon copy of the first one in New York. Yeah. How could you, you say that one's better? Just down to Catherine O'Hara's haircuts in both movies. <laughs> yeah. Home Alone one is superior. Yeah. Guys, guys, did you know that the mom in Schitt's Creek is the mom in Home Alone? I had heard about that. Yeah. It's <laughs> big if true. Big if true. I didn't know that those groups of people existed in the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's this weird, man. It no was... counting for taste. Nope. And there are some people who, like, I respect. Like, <laughs> colleagues who, like, smart people. And they're like, yeah, it's that one's far and above better than Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Man, come on. How are you going to do that to me? Yeah. How are you going to spit in my face? <laughs> yeah, they have, like, the worst toy store in the history of, of toy stores in that oh, movie. Yeah, not, there's not one child in the four boroughs of New York who would go <laughs> well, to that toy store 
What is that? Are there you are just five. eliminating Staten Island? Because I would completely understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a borough. <laughs> I'll be I'll be dead in the cold, cold ground before I recognize Staten Island as a borough. <laughs> you're never gonna be the boss of New York if you're not gonna if you're gonna leave one out, man. You gotta <laughs> unite all five. There's not one kid who would go to that toy store and think this is the best toy store. They don't have a single toy in there. It's all nutcrackers and trains. <laughs> wooden, yeah, wooden airplanes and shit. <laughs> it's all, like all handmade bullshit from like 1875. Yeah, imagine if a, if a father bought his son a toy from from that toy store. Duncan's toy chest. Yeah, that kid would hate that father forever. <laughs> Lincoln logs. Yeah, barrel of monkeys. <laughs> I will say, Home Alone 2. The scene where Daniel Stern gets electrocuted. That's a good one. The hardest I've ever seen my dad laugh in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> it's a good one. That It's it's better than the tarantula scream. Yes. yes. I give it that. <laughs> but that one is the worst. No, it's not the worst because the third one is easily the worst. And Oh, there's, even, there's like two more after that. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone in the history of the world who thinks the third one is the best one, right? I would think not. Right. Okay. I'm sure there's someone out there, though. There's got to be. There's got to be. Big Scarlett Johansson fans. Right. Like a creepy Scarlett Johansson yeah. fan. Right. Well, like pictures of her feet on his wall. The 14-year-old Scarlett Johansson in that, guys. <laughs> Where was she in the first two Home Alones? <laughs> Newspaper are probably also the Karate Kid Hillary Swank truthers. <laughs> That's she is the only Karate Kid. <laughs> Get Ralph Macchio out of here. So Christmas Every Day is from 1996 and it aired on December 1st of 1996. That is 24 years ago this exact day during the Family Channel's first ever 25 Days of Christmas. That's exciting. It was directed by Larry Pierce, who really didn't do much besides a lot of television. It was you know, he has a very long filmography, but nothing really that you might have heard of. It stars Robert Hayes, Bess Armstrong, Eric Von Denton, Yvonne Zima, Robert Curtis Brown, Robin Riker, Julia Whelan, Terrence Courier. IMDb score of 6.4 and a Rotten Tomato score of nothing, but there's 39% audience score. And obviously there was no box office for this. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah. I could see, I'm surprised because Dan said he's never seen it before, because I would have said, if you haven't seen it, if you wouldn't grow up with it, you probably wouldn't like it. But yeah, it's kind of a throwback to that time when Family Channel would put together these very wholesome movies. I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoyed the fact that it stayed very true to what those movies are from then, where unlike Four Christmases, where it had a lesson, everyone learned it. And then learned it through the whole end of the movie and didn't completely not get the lesson as the end of Four Christmases does. I think that was that was what put it over the top for me. That it's a movie that if it pops up on 25 Days of Christmas again, you know, which you probably will not. It would definitely be something I could see maybe some of the younger kids liking, but being confused by some things. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. where are their cell phones? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're 100% right on the money there because this felt like a Christmas movie where four Christmases felt like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Billy, Billy's arc in this is, is a true Groundhog's Day arc. You know, yeah. he tries to game the system almost when he realizes he's in it just by being overly nice and almost to the point of sarcasm and it doesn't work. It's, it's not the true meaning of Christmas. That's what he eventually has to find out. 
it's all earned. We see him getting a black eye. We see him getting another black eye. We see him getting two black eyes at one point. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets his ass kicked in this movie. Yeah. Man, he's got to work on his jump shot one day. <laughs> oh, I'm a terrible basketball player, and I haven't improved much in my years of not having even tried to play basketball. But I could shoot way better than that kid. Yeah. You That's can make the, it look better. Yeah, yeah, I can make it look like I, you know, I'm somewhat athletic. He, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know who taught him to shoot that way. <laughs> but the the second the second he takes a jump shot. If I'm his dad, I'm saying, let's try a completely different sport, kiddo. <laughs> Maybe hockey. <laughs> yeah, hockey might be more of your speed. Yeah. I don't know if he's never shot a basketball or, or you just or that was the the note. Just make it look like you've never picked up a basketball before in your entire life. I don't think that could be taught though. I think that's like legit not knowing how to shoot a basketball. Because <laughs> he he mean... doesn't even know how to hold the ball the right yeah. way. <laughs> Even when they do the like basketball the NBA players being really bad in both Space Jam and Thunderstruck, those guys still look like a jump shot. They just know how to miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not like it, like Dan said. I don't think you can fake that. Not like not looking coordinated. That's yeah. just a thing natural. That that was akin to Tommy Wiseau throwing a football in the room. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. very much yeah. so. Just so unnatural. <laughs> You guys want to get into the plot? Yeah, sure. All right. Dan, what do you got? All right, guys, as always, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to our good friend Tia and her podcast, the Top 10 with Tia. It's a weekly podcast where Tia and a group of her friends get together and they discuss top 10 lists, top 10 Christmas movies, top 10 people who don't know how to be athletic, top 10 directors, what have you. You can follow her at tc underscore stark on twitter she's a good friend of the podcast she's a good person in general we have a lot of fun with her maybe we'll have her on the podcast uh in 2021 who knows we'll see but uh we would love to have her on and go check her out okay yeah and we're gonna take a quick break but before we do we're gonna take a minute to listen to some friends of the podcast so we will be right back Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, George, from the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest at least. We've talked about groundbreaking classics like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Alien, but we've also got a lot of great ones coming up, including some very fun guests like Len Kabazinski of Swamp Zombies and Red Letter Media fame, Caroline Williams, the star of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Chase Williamson from John Dies at the End. So make sure you're subscribe to the best little horror house in philly and i'll see you boils and ghouls over there and welcome back and now it's time to get in the plot for christmas every day we open on some paintings of some christmas scenes underneath the opening credits as a song just gives it its all i meant to look up the name of this song but it's it's on par with uh, the warm side of the door from silent night deadly night (laughs) (laughs) just going for it 
But that's still a classic soundtrack. We don't actually have to do that movie because we did Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, and the first 40 minutes of it was Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 1. Right, yeah, we covered all our bases on that one. In a small town, Eric Von Denton, who plays Billy Jackson, rides his bike to Jackson & Sons General Store and gives his dad shit at every turn. His dad, Robert Hayes, asks him to make a delivery for him, which Billy bitches about and then relents. Then Mr. Charmers comes in, panicking about developers coming into their small town and buying up the place. Billy, at this point, leaves on his bike and curses everything that remotely reminds him of Christmas, then rides over to a basketball game going on over the local firehouse. For some reason, someone decides to leave when there's only one point left, so Billy subs in for him. And Billy really needs to work on his jump shot, by the way, because as we mentioned, it's like Eric Von Denton has never picked up a basketball in his life. That one guy just wanted to... I don't want to be a winner or a loser in this game. I'm going to go outside. <laughs> right. Nobody can make fun of me in school. Yeah. That guy voted third party. Third party. That, that's Joe Jurgensen kind of guy. That scene summed up my high school experience because <laughs> I was terrible at basketball. I was terrible at getting women. And I would leave after playing basketball swearing, I'm never going to play bas- basketball again. <laughs> so this movie hit really close to home for you, huh? You oh, are Billy Jackson? That one, that one, I was like, I feel you, man. I, I feel you, Billy. I'm with you on this one, my man. So we meet up with Joey, the asshole of the film, and a bunch of other kids with middle parts in their hair. And then Billy misses the shot, and he doesn't just miss. It's like he's never played basketball before in his life. It and looked Joey, like he meant to pass it to one of the other players, really. He probably should have just like, said, right. that, oh, I thought you were going to go up for that, man. <laughs> right. for the alley-oop. <laughs> it's, he shoots it perpendicular to the, the basket. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even close. Like, if I was Eric Von Denton, I'd have been like, come on, man, can't you just make me look, like, a little bit better? <laughs> right. Like, I'll brick it. <laughs> at least give me that. Just looking like looking at the first cut. I'm like, man, what are you doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to come back and haunt me my whole life. It's like, I'm never going to get laid. <laughs> You're the People kid gonna... who can't shoot the basketball. People are going to think that's how I shoot a basketball. <laughs> so then Joey dunks <laughs> to, to win the game. And then Billy cracks wise to Joey, which he has no room to talk about anyone, given the shot he just took. You can't. You can't. You can't talk shit once you completely miss the basket and then get dunked on. Yeah. Yeah, because he has a total mental breakdown after that. Was... He's supposed to cover Joey, and he never does. He just <laughs> he gets all PTSD up in his own head. On that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that dunk did to him. <laughs> it's like it's video representation of that meme of the guy crying behind the mask of the guy smiling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is the joke that he cracks something about Joey wearing a dress, right? Yeah. He says that he reminds him of Dennis Rodman or something like that. Oh, that's yeah. Like, man, you like you're in the worst position to talk smack right here, man. <laughs> it's like I just I just dunked on you. What are you talking? About? <laughs> that that's all he would have had to say. Like I I literally I I posterized you, man. I'm gonna go finger bang your crush later. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it's such a humiliating scene, and and it just he makes it worse by making like a homophobic joke about it. Yeah. The game breaks up and Billy and his friend Mike leave on their bikes. Billy leaves behind the delivery package he was supposed to deliver. So Billy goes to the school auditorium where his sister Sarah is having her costume fitted for the Christmas play by her mom. And then he bitches to his mom about not wanting to be the narrator in the play and then runs off to plant a booby trap for Joey, who is the stage manager. The booby trap, it involves fake snow and water in a bucket above the stage. So I guess Joey's going to pull on this and he's going to get wet. Classic hijinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's wet. Yeah. <laughs> 
At night, Sarah wakes up Billy to tell him she thinks he, she heard Santa outside. Billy tells her it's just the drunken neighbor who dresses up like Santa every Christmas Eve, which it totally is. And Sarah asks him to let her sleep in his room with her. And he says yes, eventually, and then they go to sleep. In the most uncomfortable sleeping positions. Yeah. yeah. She's like a dog. <laughs> she sleeps yeah. like a dog on his on his twin yeah. bed. That's not cool, man. Yeah. Sleep head to foot, at least. Right. <laughs> you couldn't, like, put... Like, let her sleep in the bed, and you can, like, roll something out on the floor or something. I mean, be a gentleman here. <laughs> but she's pretty small, though. She should be able to fit on that bed. Yeah. yeah. But in full disclosure, for the longest time, for for years, my wife and I slept on a twin bed. Yeah. And we're way bigger than than her. <laughs> <laughs> it can be done. Yes. I know you don't want to get, like, super cozy with your little sister, but like I said, sleep head to foot. Yeah, you that's know? fine. That works. So they go to sleep and Billy wakes up still in a pretty rotten mood as his alarm goes off playing a Kenny G styled version of Jingle Bells. Why his alarm is going off on Christmas, I don't know. Maybe it's a weekday and he just forgot to turn it off. And for some reason, he's getting up at 7 a.m. Yeah, right. Did you guys have a rule when you guys were during Christmas when you were kids? Like, did your parents have rules about when you could open presents or anything? They tried to do that, but <laughs> I, I was very excited as a kid. I would sneak down early. Uh, I was one of those, and I would, like, report back to my sisters. Like, it was like a, a covert operation. <laughs> I'm like, what did you find, soldier? Like, oh, well, you got a Barbie playhouse, and I got a couple of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures. <laughs> so, yeah, I they would say, like, you know, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That we never made it then. It was it was usually pretty early. Yeah, yeah it, it was uh, when both of us were awake, gotcha. essentially. Yeah. Then we could go down. Um, uh, and also, my mom's bedroom was between us and the stairwell. Oh. So she would leave the door open. There was no way to sneak past. Mm-hmm. So we never got to do that. But it was always because I'm the younger sibling. I would be up at like 630, you know, trying to wake the preteen sister up being a normal kid. Like, no, nah, I just want to go sleep. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It'll be there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Ours was we could go downstairs, but we couldn't open any presents, obviously. But we couldn't wake our parents up before 7 a.m. That's okay. fair, I guess. Yeah. So Billy walks down the stairs and trips over his own two feet, and then his parents roll him his present, which is obviously a basketball. And his dad takes him outside to show him his brand new basketball hoop his dad put up while he was asleep. And while out there, we see crotchety old neighbor Mr. Charmers, and he basically bah humbugs and mentions that Billy's uncle is a developer that is looking to bring a mall to the town, and he basically tells Billy's dad that he could go tell his brother to shove that mall up his ass. <laughs> you can keep calling him Robert Hayes. I think we, I think we get it. <laughs> And then speak of the devil, Uncle David shows up in his red Jaguar and skids into the garage door. So he gets out and says, uh, we'll get, have it fixed by 5 p.m. because everyone has their price. And He's we the meet... Ted Bibiase of this. <laughs> <laughs> we then meet Aunt Carolyn and Cousin JC, who is a spoiled rich kid that talks like Juno. Oh, that's timely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wrote this before the announcement. Well done. They all go inside, and then Uncle David tries to buy a painting off the wall, but Billy's dad says it's not for sale. Billy and his dad then go outside again to play basketball, but Billy has a bad attitude and goes back inside. But then we cut to later, where the whole family is sitting around the piano singing Christmas songs together, and Billy wants to cut it short so he can go watch the basketball game. And then at lunch, I think, we find out that Cousin JC is a vegetarian and that Uncle David plans to bring a value mall to the town. I wasn't sure about if this was an early dinner or a lunch I've never heard of a Christmas lunch before, but based on the last Christmas we see, I think it's a lunch. Right, because there's a party. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
So I think, yeah, I think it's more of a, a luncheon. <laughs> An unforgettable luncheon. An unforgettable luncheon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be great if Uncle Dave, like, well, well, Henry, I found, <laughs> I found your house despite your directions. <laughs> Billy's dad is against the Value Mall because it will put a bunch of small businesses out of business, including his own general store. And then Billy's mom burns the pies. What a weird, that's such a weird transition there. She's going <laughs> to yeah. put everyone out of business. And then the pies were burnt. <laughs> yeah, I love the... bad uh, to worse. I love the, the ant or the uh, being confused at what smoke was. <laughs> like, oh, it smells like Halloween in here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it smells like Halloween smoking? on fire. <laughs> Yeah, this poor woman is so sheltered. <laughs> uh, after lunch, the family decides to take a walk to the school for the pageant. And for some reason, there's a group of carolers that are just standing right outside their house. And Mr. Charmer is, then tells Uncle David what's what as they walk by. They walk by the basketball court, and Billy once again has the opportunity to make a shot in front of his crush, Diane, and his bully, Joey. And he shoots like he's never picked up a basketball before again. <laughs> Didn't even learn anything from the first time. <laughs> I, I would. It would have been great if Robert Hayes was just like after he saw that he was like, oh man, this is like just like thinking out loud kind of thing. Like, oh god damn it, this is not good. <laughs> What's that, Dad? Nothing. Nothing. Just uh, keep working on that, son. You'll get it. Robert Hayes grabs the ball, shoots a three, and then goes, "You're not my son," and just walks <laughs> right. away. Well, I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning, put that hoop on the garage for this. Ugh, what a waste. I bet you I could get your sister out here. She could make a jump shot. <laughs> Then at the drugstore, for which for some reason he goes there, they announce the winner of a jelly bean guessing contest, and Joey wins. Somehow Joey is there somehow, even though he was just playing basketball just a few minutes ago. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, how does he show? He shows up in a lot of different places very quickly. Yeah, like each Christmas is jam packed. Like every single day he goes through is just jam packed with stuff. Yeah, he always makes it makes time to watch the basketball game. Always makes it for for lunch. But then he's just like goes on dates or he starts getting people sign the petition at one point. He learns karate. It's karate, rents rents movies at a video store that's open on Christmas Day. (laughs) Everything's open on Christmas Day. Yep. (laughs) And apparently the Washington Bullets are on the national game of the week. (laughs) (laughs) It was a different time, man. They had Chris Webber. Yeah, true. Scored 31 points that day. We got to go back and make sure that we should make sure... 1996, Christmas Day, Chris Weber, how many points he scored if is this, he played. Is this like when people try to figure out when the good day was that Ice Cube had? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> then at the pageant, Billy is the narrator of the play and then gives the cue for the guys to pull on the buckets that are supposed to release fake snow on everyone. Instead, it drops water on his aunt and uncle, but I'm not sure if that's what he had always envisioned. Because as far as I, we can tell, there's no way that he would have known that that's where his aunt and uncle were going to sit. Just sort of happens. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think what happened was he he sabotaged the wrong bucket, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Because he what... kept it kept showing that shot of two buckets. Yeah. But it looked like he didn't care when it happened. He looked like he was kind of happy. He was kind of happy, but he was also like it was it's surprising to say the least because there he had no reason to do it to sabotage his uncle when he did it. Right. And like you said, he had no idea that he was going to be sitting there. Plot hole number one, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. We got him, guys. We figured it out. <laughs> His uncle, for some reason, thinks that it was Billy's dad that did it, and he storms out. He also finds out that Billy's dad signed the petition to keep the value mall out of the town. Meanwhile, Billy gets taken behind the stage by the bullies and Joey, gives him a solid left hook in the right eye, or in the left eye, I should say. So he gets a shiner on the wrong side. And at night, 
Billy nurses his black eye in bed, and Sarah comes in asking him to let her sleep in his room again. Billy said that he hates Christmas and hopes that Christmas doesn't come next year. And then he scorches the earth, telling her that Santa isn't real, she's a big baby, and that dad is going to lose the store because of the value mart. Yeah, essentially going, if I'm miserable, she's going to be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine losing your job to your brother. Yeah. That's that the ultimate be... cuck. <laughs> man, that, that's cold, man. That's so cold. And they don't even look like they hate each other, really. Yeah. They're just kind of like not that friendly. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to put you out of a job, my man. They're having Christmas together, though. Well, he does, right. he does offer him to be the they're, manager. They're singing Christmas carols. Yeah. Christmas carols, and then I'm going to put you out of <laughs> out of work. But I'll let you be the manager of my, right. well, yeah. my new store. As soon as we finish Silent Night, Deadly Night, get the hell out of my store. <laughs> so he tells her to hope that it's Christmas every day because it's basically hell after that. So she does, and she makes him say it, too. And then they go to sleep. And then he wakes up to the same song from the morning before and comes down the steps and trips over his own two feet to see his family celebrating Christmas all over again. So his dad brings him outside again to show him the basketball hoop. And they have the same conversation with Mr. Charmers. Billy starts freaking out because Christmas is happening again. And then Uncle Dave shows up and hits the garage door all over again. The family goes into the house. Billy pulls Sarah aside and tries to get Sarah to stop it. And he tells her that he's reliving Christmas. And she freaks out and goes into the house. They sing songs again, and Billy freaks out again, and he goes to watch some basketball. Then he has a meltdown when they have the same lunch. <laughs> I, I love how it's essentially he's thinks it's a big prank that everyone's in on, that they remembered exactly what they said yesterday, <laughs> word for word. Yeah, it's all a hidden camera show, baby. Yeah. Was uh, this before camera, Punk? Be yeah. This is before Punk. It, it was, was right? Candid Camera. Yeah. Candid, okay, I was going to say, they invented punk <laughs> So Uncle Dave announces the value mall. Mom burns the pies. They pass by the basketball game, but this time Billy doesn't shoot the basketball. Now the pageant, Billy says all his lines, adding again to everything. And then water <laughs> gets... kind of psychopath. <laughs> yeah, he does, he does <laughs> sound a little crazy. And then, his, then the water gets poured on his uncle again. And this time, though, he doesn't get punched out. There's, he, doesn't get, he doesn't wind up with the black eye. At night, his mom visits Billy in his room. And his sister comes back into the room again, and he makes her wish Christmas is over. And then he tries to stay awake to try and make sure it is, but he falls asleep. And then it's Christmas all over again. So he runs down the stairs and tells his parents everything that's going to happen during the day. They take Billy to the doctor, and the doctor said he's fine. And they sing songs again, and Billy announces he's going to watch the basketball game and announces exactly what's going to happen. And then his uncle is intrigued by his uh, newfound <laughs> knowledge, precognition. Yes. That scene is essentially Phil's Jeopardy scene. Yep. Right? When yeah. he, he's running the board in Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And now Billy's able to tell everyone what's happening in the, the basketball game. Yeah. So they walk past the basketball court, and Billy takes the shot and misses. And then he tells his family to go on ahead. And he finally stands up to Joey, even going so far as to kiss Diane right in front of Joey. And he gets punched out again, but not before he gets slapped by Diane. Rightfully so. so. So so we've had both a homophobic slash transphobic joke and sexual assault both occur by this kid. Yep. Billy and it gets le- worse. Billy's <laughs> learning lessons. Not really. Not yet. Not yet. So at night, Sarah comes to talk to Billy in his room, who has vowed never to leave his room again. She tells him the story of him teaching her to read and tells him not to give up. So the next morning, Billy wakes up and goes manic. He acts super happy and does karate noises as he comes down the steps and then is overjoyed to get a basketball. That, that's when I was in 
at the karate noises. We start making weird karate noises. That, that's what I meant by it gets worse. He he starts to make very offensive karate noises. Yeah. Yeah. I got secondhand embarrassment from him. <laughs> then they go outside, say hello to Mr. Charmers, and then the uncle drives the jag into the garage again. Then Billy spends some time getting people to sign the petition to stop Value Mall, then rents some kung fu movies and practices some karate. Then at lunch, Billy announces that Dave is bringing Value Mall to the town, tells Uncle Dave that he has a spy in his company, tells Mom to check the pies. At the pageant, Billy ad-libs some lines about Bethlehem not having any big stores, only small stores, and then gives Joey the cue to pull the rope, and when it pulls down, it's like some sort of mud or pudding or something that gets on Uncle Dave, his aunt, and Joey. Then a protest breaks out in the middle of the play, then Joey and his goons try to beat up Billy, and Billy avoids a couple attacks, but then Joey's goons grab him. Joey winds up giving him two black eyes, <laughs> knocking him out. <laughs> That's lesson learning. <laughs> yeah. Always make sure you're aware of where the goons are. Yep. At night, Billy's dad talks to Billy, telling him that Uncle Dave wasn't always the way he is, and now that they and they used to be much closer. Billy then asks his dad about the first present he ever got his mom, because now he's thinking about getting something for Diane. So Sarah comes in, and then Billy realizes that the answer is to have the perfect Christmas. That's how he's going to get out of this loop. So the next morning, Billy calls a tow truck in preparation to the uncle crashing the car. He also sends a puppy to Mr. Charmer's house. When the uncle shows up, Billy opens the garage door, and the Jag goes crashing into the garage. She's even worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could die. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and done some serious structural damage to the house. True, yeah. Goes crashing into the uh, the kitchen. But it was all worth it to make the perfect Christmas. And the tow truck shows up to pick pick it up immediately. Then Billy is off. He rents some westerns and imitates them. Then goes to the drugstore and takes some jelly beans out of the jar. Then takes Uncle David's jag to pick up Diane. Calls Diane's mom and asks her some questions about Diane and what, what she likes. So later at the drugstore, Billy wins the jelly bean contest. Then has a date with Diane. He gives her a bracelet that she says reminds her of a bracelet she lost at school. And then he kisses her right in front of Joey. And then he does a Robert De Niro impression, even though he rented Westerns. Right. Then pours, <laughs> then pours a milkshake on his head and they fight. I guess they couldn't show Taxi Driver in right. this movie. Yeah, they didn't have the rights. Yeah. So he beats up Joey doing some lame impressions. But then he acts like a jerk and Diane gets mad and slaps him. As he gets home, he realizes that he forgot Mrs. Patrick's delivery. He goes to her house and realizes that she's some sort of cat lady and eats cat food. He tries to sneak into the house later, but gets caught. He gives the keys back to his uncle and gets punished and sent to his room. Billy's aunt tells them that they're too hard on him and talks about a story about Billy's dad and his uncle sneaking out to go to a Rolling Stones concert when they were kids. Then they have a fight about bringing Valium all to town and his uncle and aunt leave and plan to go Hawaii. At night, Billy talks with his dad. They talk about Mrs. Patrick. His dad tells him that he switches the labels of tuna with cat food labels because he knows that tuna is too expensive for Mrs. Patrick and she wouldn't buy it. He also tells her that he'll charge her later, but never does. Billy realizes they are very fortunate, and he wants to do more for those that don't have anything. So he listens to radio reports about the local news about random things that have happened around town that he'll try to prevent. He stops a house fire, finds a Girl Scout troop that were lost in the woods. That, that's pretty dark. Because <laughs> yeah. they probably died. This entire segment felt like a fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so out of place, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when, when they showed the Girl Scout, like, yeah, we were lost, huddled and crying. And then this boy showed up and showed us the way. Like, yeah, they probably died that night without Billy. <laughs> Eaten by a bear. Girl Scouts, by the way. Was that? Terrible Girl Scouts, by the way. You're supposed <laughs> to be able to thrive in the wilderness. So he does all this stuff, including dropping off a bunch of food for Mrs. Patrick. 
but he realizes there's far too much for him to do in one day. And at night, Billy eavesdrops on his parents, having a conversation about the financial stress his brother's store is putting him under. After he talks to his dad and his dad gives him some advice, he says that he can't worry about the things that he can't do anything about. What he can do is protect and love his family. Before he goes to bed, Billy finds the cuckoo clock his dad once gave his mom. So in the morning, Billy acts like the most attentive son ever, and it almost results in his parents fucking right there in front of, <laughs> in front of the Christmas tree. He wrapped the, the cuckoo clock and his mom opened it up, and she was she was all horned up about that. W-A-P on that one. Wop. Yep. Kids Go upstairs. Daddy and I have to talk. <laughs> so Billy goes over to Mr. Charmers and has a conversation with him. Turns out Billy's dad and, and uncle used to deliver groceries to him when they were kids. So then Billy salts the driveway and manages to stop Uncle Dave's Jag before it hits the garage. And then he plays gin with his aunt. They talk about how she enjoyed working and might want to go back to doing that someday. But currently she's a stay-at-home mom. He then plays basketball with his dad, and it's embarrassing. So then he talks with his cousin after, and he finds out that she can't ride a bike. So he teaches her how to ride a bike. And then at the drugstore, he adds jelly beans to the jar. Then goes to school and talks to the custodian, who I guess is there on Christmas. What a shit union he's got. (laughs) He must be right up there with the video store. (laughs) That's his second job. He goes to the school to check the lost and found for Diane's bracelet. So he gives her the bracelet, and she gives him a kiss. And a little boy wins the jelly bean contest at the pharmacy or whatever. How, how dumb was Diane, by the way? She loses the bracelet and well, where'd you find it? Lost and found, idiot. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first place I went. That's that's where you should have gone. Yeah. That's why they call it lost and found. You right. knew where you lost it. You never yeah, she <laughs> she even said I lost it at school. Yeah. Oh man, it's like are you sure you want to date her, Billy? <laughs> You can do better, man, even with that terrible jump shot. Yeah, I mean, he's playing from behind, though, let's be honest. Yeah, find yourself a nice theater girl. Yeah, that's true. They won't care if you have no athletic ability. No. So the family then walks over to the play, and Billy makes the basket at the basketball court and says that Santa gave him that jump shot. But it's still not looking good. (laughs) That's a once in a life. I mean, statistically, you're going to make it. (laughs) A blind squirrel finds a nut. (laughs) That was my favorite line, by the way. What? The, the night that he freaks out on his sister when he says, well, I wanted to, well, Santa didn't bring me a jump shot. <laughs> that, oh man, I lost it. That's so good. That, that's up there with keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> that's so good. The, the line delivery is great because he's furious that he can't shoot that damn basketball. <laughs> then at the pageant, Billy does his part the way it's supposed to be done. And he talks about, you know, the true meaning of Christmas. And then fake snow falls the way it's supposed to. Billy then goes to Mrs. Patrick's house and gives her a bunch of food, saying she won a contest at the general store. He then tells her that his mom wants her to come to their house for a dinner, but Mrs. Patrick says she doesn't have the proper clothes. So his aunt arrives with makeup and gives her a makeover. She's very excited about this. His, his aunt is in her element. At a dinner that has not existed in any other version of this day, everybody from this movie shows up. And they set up Mr. Charmers with Mrs. Patrick, and everybody's all happy. Billy's mom gives Uncle David the painting he tried to buy on the first Christmas. Billy also sets up the garage for his mom to paint. Then Billy's dad and uncle talk about their dad dying and how they miss working with each other. And Uncle Dave says that he wants to move back, sell his business, and work at the store again. I think the uncle takes it one step too far. Robert Hayes wasn't saying to sell the business, man. You don't, you don't need to sell the business. You can keep the business. Just don't bring it here. Yeah. That'd be great. Like, dear God, don't do that. That's the stupidest thing ever. (laughs) 
Like I've seen that jacket bought you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fool. We're going to split the profits of this barely keeping head above water general store I run. <laughs> I literally have to give people food. I give food away. That's what I, I'm an idiot. Don't follow me. <laughs> There's a reason I'm stuck here, dude. Yeah. So Billy goes to bed. His dad tells him how proud he is of him. Then Sarah comes in and wants to sleep in his bed with him, but he brings her back to her bed, tells her to look under the bed, and she sees a little house with a Christmas tree that he put there, and she feels better about sleeping in her own room. So Billy goes back to bed and looks out the window and sees what he thinks is the drunken neighbor again, but then realizes it's the real Santa. Then Santa flies off, and he's like, get the E.T. shot in. I got the E.T. shot, and he's pretty sure that this means the end. Uh, Real quick, do you think, like, obviously, throughout the whole thing, Billy's pissed off that he has to keep reliving Christmas. Do you think Santa was pissed off about that? Uh, It's like, this asshole's still not getting it. Right. I keep having to deliver every night. This is supposed to be a one-and-done deal. It's been going (laughs) on for weeks now. (laughs) Well, his day is done, though, right? Well, you would think, because Santa is... Like, he's a magical being. He would be aware of the magic, right? Because mm-hmm. that's why he shows up at the end. He's like, he gets it. Yeah, I so, guess so. Theoretically, Santa is reliving every Christmas as well. Sure. I was a factor in that Christmas Eve is the night Santa works, regardless of what time it is, you know. Right. Pre-7 o'clock. Sure. In, in some areas, right? Because this movie it always starts at 7 a.m. Oh, that's so. that's right. So his night's already done. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. So he's fine then. I think so. Okay. I think he's just got to show up at the end when he finally gets it. Finally okay. figures it out. Took you long enough. <laughs> I wonder how many times Billy had to go through this. Because then they say Phil has like 10,000 times or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's a long time apparently. So <laughs> yeah, I wonder if, if Billy just relives that Christmas day for, for like 100 years or something. <laughs> so the next morning, the same song is playing on the radio. He goes downstairs expecting to see Christmas again, but his parents are just watching the tape from the day before. They talk about how it was the best Christmas ever, and his mom wishes it was Christmas every day. He screams, and we get a freeze frame ending, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and also a no, which no. almost rivals Trolls too. Yep. And we just assume he murders his family after that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how Silent Night Deadly Night starts. There you go. <laughs> and that's the end of Christmas Every Day. It's a charming little movie. It is. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, types of movies that got me into enjoying Christmas movies. Can I tell you who hated this movie? Jen? My wife, yeah. She, she did not it. like this. She does not like Christmas movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now What's Mark and problem? Jenny have to fight. What's her problem? I don't know. I We almost got into it on the the car ride home. I was on the uh, on the phone. I was like, yeah, you know, I got to watch the movie tonight So because we're recording. Like, oh, God, what are you watching now? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, like Saving Christmas or something like that. Some Christmas movie. I hate Christmas movies. Like, what? How dare you, young lady? <laughs> How dare you? And then, what, a, uh, what a Grinch. Jeez. I think I called her that. <laughs> you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Like, All right, I now mean, you're not getting dinner tonight. Like, she's shit. aligning herself with Scrooge and the Grinch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> she's on the wrong side of history. Hey, but <laughs> I can't defend this one. This this is a tough one. Man. But Oof. listen, like I said, she's the boss. So I, I can't fight her too much on it. <laughs> I, I want to keep my job, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. I mean, you don't have a good jump shot either. I, know, I get it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't push it too far. <laughs> would you guys do anything to make this movie better? I would get rid of some of the out-of-PC parts. Yeah. The Dennis Rodman, the uh, the Asian character kind of thing. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I like this movie. I think it's, aside from just some choice acting, it's not really too much that you can do, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I also don't, I don't know if there's a reason to have, like, a love interest in it so sure. much. Yeah. Uh, you could probably keep it at just, like, he gets bullied. Yeah. And, and that, yeah, that's about it. I don't think you need to have him seeking the interest of a of a lady in this. Because yeah. yeah. there's really no meaning behind Christmas there. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. That was the only thing I take out of it. It's just the love story because it really doesn't add anything to it. And besides the fact that she seems to be the dumbest girl in the world. <laughs> <laughs> By that reveal and the fact that her having a piece of jewelry with her own name on it. So she knows yeah. her own name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same reason I, I have here. my dog's names on there, Lee. This is that's, my name. I live here. Take me there. That's exactly what I told my sister when she got her own name tattooed on her ankle. I was like, <laughs> is this, is this like, so you don't... Yeah, you forget. But yeah, that's real. That's really the only part of the movie. And the time you lose by eliminating no scenes, which I think is only like five minutes or so, you can maybe extend the pa- the pageant a little more to just make it more Christmassy sort of thing. It would be cool if he kind of learned different things. Just not like not being to be a better person, but just, like in Groundhog Day, where you know he learns how to ice sculpt or play the piano. Like maybe Billy can learn. I don't know some. Some just weird thing, like maybe he learns to play the guitar or he learns how to dance or something, you know? Yeah. I would have liked to see him learn a jump shot. Like he right. makes the shot at the end, of the, uh, at the end, but it still feels like that was a little bit of luck. What if he learns everything but a jump shot? <laughs> right. He dunks. He he does a nice layup. <laughs> he, he does one of the the dunk like underneath the leg <laughs> one one handed, but he just he can't hit the jumper. <laughs> yeah this is a fun movie there, there was a little bit too much repetition i think in this movie i know that's the point but they're just like some scenes that are just like, all right do we really need to see the lunch again of that it's like <laughs> we get yeah. it or him like sitting there by himself watching a basketball game but yeah like i said this is a very charming movie i enjoy it uh i have since i was 11 so i'm gonna continue enjoying it and fuck you if you think differently <laughs> <laughs> my only thing is the execs at abc disney obviously bring this movie back man put it on your 25 days of christmas yeah give elf a rest right it's not going anywhere man we've right. seen it a billion times this one sure. deserves a little bring it out of retirement yeah you could show elf once a week you don't have to show it at seven o'clock on monday and then four o'clock on tuesday and then right. again at 11 o'clock it's like man and you were, aren't you, it's like, aren't you Disney owned? Don't you have like a ton of, like a ton in your catalog? Right. Yeah. 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 I say you start a petition for 24 hours of Christmas every day. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. Cause that's exactly what this movie is about. So, and let's get Eric Von Denton those residuals, man. He needs them. Does he need them? I think he's doing pretty well. I don't know. When's the last time you saw Eric Von Denton? He was the, I was looking, he was the voice of Sid in Toy Story. Okay. So two movies. Toy Story 3, he's he was in Family Guy. Da, da, da. He's done some voice acting, so he might be getting some residuals from that. He hasn't done anything since 2010. <laughs> That's, well, there's something coming out, a TV series, the Tonopah 5. Mm. I don't know what the hell that is. He just Let's needs get some residuals. <laughs> he, he just needs to start playing some D&D on the internet. That's how you can revitalize your voice acting career, I hear. <laughs> if, I would love nothing more than to have Eric Von Detten on Stranger Damien. That would be fucking great. Absolutely. <laughs> he was in The Princess Diaries. We could talk to him about how awesome uh, 
how Anne awesome Hathaway. that was. Did you get to see Anne Hathaway? <laughs> Did she, she let you look her in Hathaway. the eyes? What does she smell like? <laughs> His dad's name is Volker, V-O-L-K-E-R. Badass. Mm-hmm. Volker Von Denton. That, that's a Viking name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to see if they have like an update of what he's been doing now. He has a very sexy IMDb picture, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's smoldering. Yeah. He's good in this movie, if not a little over the top. A little over the top, yeah. I mean, especially early on when he's like freaking out on everybody. Yeah. He's like really enunciating his anger, and it's kind of silly and a little annoying, but. He's at his most annoying on that first Christmas when he's yes. just supposed to be mad about Christmas for no reason. Yes. But when he becomes like a sweet kid, it, like, it's believable. He's actually kind of a sweet guy, it seems like. Absolutely. Shines through, I'll say. We stand in Eric Von Denton. Sure. <laughs> Why not? All right, you guys want to plug your shit? Yeah, at Diaquino122 is my personal Twitter account. I also help run the Stranger Damies, our Real Play D&D podcast Twitter account at Stranger Damies. I just checked. We made the top 50 hot podcasts again. We beat out, what, what was that one I was saying, Mark? We beat out uh, Caller Daddy. A barstool podcast, which the is barstool podcast. Suck on that barstool. Come see, <laughs> come see me, man. Yeah, and speaking of our podcast, we have Stranger Damies that airs every Wednesday. You can find it on Instagram and Twitter at Stranger Damies, and then we have our gaming podcast, Game Vault Pod. It airs every other Monday. Keep an eye on the uh, Twitter or Instagram. It's a uh, Game Vault Pod anywhere on the socials for when our new episode is. We also stream on twitch.tv slash pod every Wednesday, Thursday, and then either Friday or Saturday, and then Sunday, and every other Monday. Okay, and we are theycallthismovie.com. You can find us at theycallthismovie.podbean.com on wherever you get your podcast. Just search for They Call This Movie, and we will pop right up. We are themaindamie.com. That is our main website, and we are on all socials at The Main Damie. So that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. At The Main Damie, we will pop right up. We're also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com and wherever you get your podcasts and socials at Geek Vibes Nation. So a bunch of great shows on there. Scene and Nerd, Cutting the Sacred Cow, Top 10 with Tia, Us, we're there too. A bunch of great other shows. If you're into geek stuff, there's, there's plenty there for you. Dan pops up on a lot of their shows too. So check them out. Good people on that network as well as just us. If you have a question or comment, you want to suggest a movie to us, hit us up at the main name at gmail.com or just on Twitter. That's good too. I'm at Antelvec on Twitter. You can hit me up there. And that's going to wrap it up this week. This week, the movie was Christmas Every Day. And the director is Larry Pierce. So, for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Del Vecchio telling Larry Pierce, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you? 